Blender for years, the right mouse click was the left mouse click. Uh huh. You selected a thing with the right mouse click. I always imagined that that that's how the British use mice. <laughs> People like listening to this podcast. I mean... It's got good numbers. Great numbers. Yeah, we're very happy with it. But what if you didn't have to just listen, but could actually experience Track Changes live? Not only that, you could do it at the offices of Postlight at 101 Fifth Avenue on the 10th floor in New York City. While you eat little cubes of cheese. Mm, and drink beer or non-alcoholic choices. It's lovely. It really is. It's a nice What are you trying to say, Paul? Well, if... If you wanted to come and, and watch a live track changes, this is going to be your, your chance. It's going to be April 11th. April 11th at 6 p.m. April 11th at 6 p.m. at the offices of Postlight. It's a beautiful space. We throw events here all the time. We actually let others throw events here as well. It's such a cool space. We're going to record a live broadcast of track changes. So please join us if you can. It'll and be fun. If you want a little more information, you can search for Postlight and Meetup, or you can sign up for our Meetup, or you can just go to postlight.com slash events, and there's information about this particular upcoming event waiting right there for you. So we look forward to seeing you. We'd love it if you RSVP'd, and we hope you will come to Track Changes Live April 11th, 6 p.m.? 6 p.m. 101 Fifth Avenue, 10th floor. Don't miss it. So, Rich. Yeah. People don't know that we work shoulder to shoulder, literally. Yeah. You as well as figuratively. Figure. But we are very close in space. And sometimes I look over to the left and uh-huh. I see what you're working on. Now, sometimes it's a contract. Uh-huh. Sometimes it's email. Very often it's email. Proposal. Sometimes you're in our customer relationship manager, client relationship manager, our CRM. <laughs> but recently I've been looking over... I'm not spying, just walking by on my yeah. way to get a cup of coffee. And your screen is taken over by an enormous gray space that is filled with roughly 400,000 digital buttons. Yes. And another thing happened, which is that suddenly you're using a six-button mouse. It is six-button if you include the button that sits beneath the wheel. Mm. So it is a six-button mouse, and it's a damn good one, too. What brand? It's a Logitech MX Anywhere 2S. You actually are bringing it with you wherever you go with the computer. In fact, yes. It's in my back pocket. Walk around with it. It has that kind of weird rubbery texture that is very satisfying to hold. Oh, yeah. I get that. You know? Don't read into that at all. What are you doing? The, the, the program, and it is a beautiful program, and, and I, it's been a, an, an emotional connection for me over the last few days, is called Blender. What is Blender? Blender is a free, and gosh, underline free here. Open source. Open source piece of software that is for 3D modeling, rendering, and animation. Uh, first off, I, it's a work of art. I mean, it's it's utterly chaotic. And, and you know, what's interesting, and, and I care deeply about a good user experience and a good interface, and it's non-negotiable here. You're just not, there is no simple path to what you're trying to do with a tool like Blender. 3D is hard. I mean, I've tried it 20 times in the last 20 years. I never really get anywhere. 
it's it's just a deep, deep pool, and it's incredibly complex, and the controls even around spinning a box around are complex. So the idea of like, oh, we redid it, but it's much more elegantly designed, there's no, there's no way out. There is no simple user experience around this kind of a tool. It's, an, it's a heavy-duty tool, right? It's industrial. It's very industrial. Where did this start, though? Like, were you just kind of walking along and went, I think I should do some 3D rendering? You know, I've always loved it. You used I, to play with this stuff, right? I used to play with this stuff. I used to be really into, this is many years ago, a, a piece of software called 3D Studio Max, which is still a major like 3D rendering program, modeling program. And I was at a job and it was one of my first technology jobs. And I said, I have nothing to do. And they said, well, we, we know work is coming. So you just um, need to hang out and use your computer. Just use your computer. Yeah. And then my manager walked by and he saw, it was actually one of the nicest moments I've ever had professionally. He saw a beautifully rendered hot dog on a plate. Yeah. And I kid you not, like the, there were sizzling like little little beads on the hot dog. Oh, you had really taken this seriously. And I took it seriously. And I, you know, and the bread was kind of fluffy. And I felt really proud of it. I, I just bought one of those thick 3D Studio Max books. This is like 20 years ago. It's like 20 years yeah. ago. And the guy walks by, he's like, what is that? And you got to keep in mind, I'm in there as an internet consultant. Right. Like the internet's two years old and nobody's sure what to do First yet. All, it's pretty exciting that the screens are color. Like that just happened. It was a monitor. It wasn't yeah. an LCD screen. Right? Yeah. So the guy said, that's really good. He goes, um, <laughs> he goes, you know what, Rich? I don't know you that well. I'd been at this job like maybe three months, four months. Uh -huh. He goes, I don't know you that well, but you could pretty much do whatever you want. You'd probably do it pretty well. Ah. And you know, I got to say. You hadn't heard that much in your life. Well, my dad was only throwing rolled newspapers at me. <laughs> I mean, that's life. just not something you hear a lot, <laughs> you right? You just don't like, hear it a lot. Yeah. And it, was, it felt nice. Yeah. Two weeks later, I had to close 3D Studio Max, and I pretty much never opened it again. Well, I mean, it was it was probably good. Like, you needed to work. You can't just sit there and make the hot dog I, over and over. I love, I, you know, I, being a novice uh, is is a very attractive place for me to be. It's really good. It's re so, you know, there's a thing as your, as your co-founder here. You're a person who gets really, really concerned and thoughtful about the state of the business at all times. Uh-huh. Just really, it's like one of the, the great things about working with you is you're worried and you see risks in ways that I never see them. Thank you, Paul. No, it's, it's incredibly valuable. It's not always the most pleasant thing. Sometimes I'm like, things are going good. And I sit down and you look me in the eye and you say, dude, we're screwed. <laughs> Usually it's when we're doing well, I say that. That's the thing. And it's actually very, very rare yeah. that you relax and play. It is very rare. I don't even consider it play. I consider it like the gears turning in my head. It's very soothing to do something. It's new. very soothing. It's also good to be the it's good to be the idiot. It's good to be the idiot. Yeah. It's a wonderful thing to be the idiot. And and I got it. So the sequence was actually interesting because I could never play the way I'm playing now. Mm -hmm. uh, if this, I think you even go back eight years, I couldn't play the way I'm playing now. So I was like, okay, how do I even start? Because I could not, I couldn't, like, I didn't know how to left, left click wasn't left click. Right. It was a whole other game. Right. Right. You know, and, they did recently update Blender's interface to be more accessible this way, just more consistent. Yeah, yeah. And, but still, like you have to well, understand. It's, it's vast. Controlling a thing in Blender, like there's controlling a, an image on your computer. So what you we, look at Blender and it's a million buttons and a wireframe thingamajig, like, yes. a, like your hot dog yes. or, or a plate or a yeah. sphere. The action's usually one to two. 
yeah. today in computers, and this is an interesting like sort of mental exercise around interfaces, is the left click, the universal left click is action. Right. Right? The action. The right click is more actions. Right. Is almost universally... Left click, do it. Right click, do some other stuff. That's right. I think you could pretty much say that's a sort of a global pattern that is pretty much everywhere. And then the middle mouse button, which is often also the scroll wheel, it's a little bit of like, yeah, we're going to, we'll do some things. Yeah. You might scroll, Correct. you might select Correct. some text. I don't know. So I get to this, this piece of software and I'm, I've got this 3D donut staring in front of me. And here are the verbs that kick in. There's rotate around it to see it at different angles. There's okay. take it and spin it around, mm -hmm. take it and make it increase or decrease in size, take it and rotate it. And then there's just me trying to like look around. And so if you think about the puzzle here, and I'm thinking, wow, they did this poorly. As soon as I, I tried to do it, I was like, they didn't design this well. And then you pause and think, and you think about the complexities around it. It's humbling. Mm -hmm. And it's actually really cool to be inside of like, it's like somebody, you know, a little kid is allowed to sit in the cockpit of an airplane and see everything. And it's just, what they're saying to you is, I know you know how to use a computer. You've seen this before, but this piece of software is different. It's going to require you to actually learn new skills and unlearn other skills. That's right. In order patterns to, and in order to rotate the donut in space. That's right. And so I said, okay, well, now I'm at not going to Do you even have a goal when you open this up? You just wanted to see the world. I, I had a goal. Oh. I actually had a goal. Do you, um, can you can you share the goal? We haven't I, I don't want to share the goal because it's a surprise when you wanna, the goal you reveals make, itself. You want to render something in 3D. I mean, yes. that's the goal. Yes. Okay. That's so right. you have it. And we should tell people about the logo. Oh, shit. No, this is a good thing. Every now and then, Rich will take a day or two in Photoshop and take some of a well-known logo and adapt it to be a post-light logo. And we put those on T-shirts. But, you know, we did one for a, a restaurant chain and one is a well-known brand of cigarettes. And They're uh, fun. They're but fun. I, I think I'm done with those, by the way. Good. I mean, that's, we had a, you had a good run and yeah. we framed them and hung them up in the office and the people yes. are potential clients are deeply confused by them, which is fun. They are. So this instinct where you're like, I got to make something and you kind of make it about the business. It's where you work out other things about the business. Yeah, it's, I also, it's play. It's I need to take a walk. Sometimes I, I do this often with you. I was like, yeah. let's let's take a walk. Oh, because I'll just sit until my body becomes part of the chair. I'll be like, oh, I got to go. Yeah, finish I just got to get off the screen and just take a walk. And these are really just taking walks. Like, well, I, I like I grind and then I reload Twitter. That's when it's just like, oh, I wonder what else. They're that's saying. a rough scene. Oh, you got to get rough. me. I got to go walk down. The See, street. that's rough. That's Shouldn't rough. be doing that. Should be walking down the street. Beautiful day. Okay, so you're in this universe. What have you learned? So this is, I think, this is my favorite part of computers. Let me let me say it. Like, when you enter this world of software, and I think it's one of the things I love most about open source, it's so confusing and alienating, and all the rules are different. And it, it's very easy to go, I hate this. This is what programming is like mm -hmm. when you start it. And it's very Photoshop humbling. can be this way. 3D is definitely this way. Animation, media creation in general. The rules are different than they might be for like cutting and pasting and using a... Yes. And you go into this world and you are in, man. You don't get to come out for a while. You got to figure this out. Yeah. And and it's so sad. when you're well, If you're willing to do the work in the beginning and you turn that corner and you're finally proficient, and even in a minimal way... It's a very good feeling. Well, once you realize, you know what it is, it's you know how to do it. Like, I rotate the torus. Okay, I'll do it. Yeah. I haven't even created anything yet. I just, I'm like enjoying the ability to manipulate things that were very hard to manipulate an hour ago. So you're learning, you're playing, you're clicking buttons. Did you go out and buy a book? I didn't. I, I hit YouTube. And then, you know, just this wall of videos showed up. 
and well, I especially because it's a three D program, right? So it's video perfect. type people. You've yeah. Got, it's a perfect sort of screen recorder teaching platform. Okay. So I find this guy named Blender Guru. Oh, him. I'm glad he landed that name. <laughs> and he's got I think I, I think I can safely say hundreds of videos. Like okay. and it's just him plowing through different ideas. But he has this beginner series. And when he kicks it off, he says it at the very beginning. He's like, I know what you want to do. I know you want to render that really shiny, glimmering staircase with the lights that shine on it. He goes, and I know you've been hitting a wall. He goes, and I know you're anxious to go do that, but it doesn't work that way. That's like the first minute of the first beginner video. Which frankly is what you needed to hear. Which is frankly what you needed to hear, yeah. right? And immediately he, he, starts, he starts teaching very quickly and he's joking around and whatnot. And he... As he sort of reveals how to use this thing, he, he ends every video with, he goes, by the end, oh, in the beginning, he gives you a summary of what you're going to learn. Sorry, backing up. And he says, at the end, I'm going to make it wiggle for fun, just so he can get you to the end. He's like, now that you've learned all that, I'm going to show you a little trick. And then mm -hmm. he just does this one stupid little trick. And it feels like I got a piece of candy. Oh, you got rewarded. So he's a good teacher. He's a good teacher. He's, his guru. name is Blender Guru. If you want to learn it, go learn it. I mean, it from he's there. Blender Guru. What do you expect? He's Blender Guru. And in another world, I would dive six months into this and come out. We, the we other can't end. do that right now. I'm not going to do that right now. Yeah. That's not the right way it's to do it. It's not time for you things. to retire into your 3D rendering industry no, experience. No. But. Uh, so I want to make a few observations. Good. I am a thriving capitalist. I, I'm not, I don't apologize about it. I think if you build a piece of software or a service and you've put your sweat in and you've taken that risk, you're allowed to make money on that piece mm -hmm. of software. So the open source movement has always been kind of this intriguing thing to me that I didn't really think much about. I always, I mean, and I did go through a phase where I was like, well, that's stupid. Mm -hmm. um, but I got it. I, I understood it. And GitHub is a phenomena. I mean, there's no way around right. it. And then you look at this platform and the level of contribution the level of generosity yeah. and the, the work people are willing to put in to keep giving this thing oxygen. And this is not, this is not a basic code, you know, piece of code on it's GitHub. It's not 10 web pages. It's not 10 web pages. And you could see, and as I was digging, there are these proprietary file formats that have been reverse engineered so you can actually import them into Blender. It is just madness. And it is really something. It is really something because I think now you're inside something way, way bigger. Like to me, that is just love. That is an expression of just love towards a thing. And it's not, it's not political. It's not, it's not social. It's just they, everyone just loves this thing. Mm -hmm. And they're just going to keep contributing to it. And Blender for years, the right mouse click was the left mouse click. Uh-huh. You selected a thing with the right mouse click. I always imagine that, that that's how the British use mice. <laughs> sorry. It's I, very strong. It's because they drive it's very on the strong. other on the side right of the road. Yeah. I'm sorry, sorry. So get this, Paul. It's still one of the first things you do when you install Blender. You go into settings and you make the right mouse click, left mouse click. Mm -hmm. They haven't changed it. Mm -hmm. And he starts to get into how the community defends the status quo of this thing. Sure. Here's another one. Undo didn't show up until a couple of years ago. Unflipping un do. Unflipping do. Undo in a 3D program. And what, what would happen what is... What would you do? Well, here's the thing. He was talking about the message boards and the discussions around this. And people were adamant that if you're a true artist, you can't undo. 
That's not real. But it is real. I mean, if a, a sculptor can't undo. Yeah, but that's it's a digital meet. Okay. Anyway, I, why am I fighting with the imaginary message board? Exactly. Exactly. But this was a real oh, debate boy. and discussion. This is fascinating, though, right? Like, because people you you're seeing, and this is a risk with open source communities. They don't have the pressure from commerce. They don't. They don't have the sales and marketing person saying every time I tell somebody it's right click instead of left click. That's right. They tell me they don't want to work with this anymore. I just lost someone a 3D superstar. Yeah. Because and that thing's a piece of crap. But That's at least right. they don't have to. They 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 were tired of the so that conversation happens and finally people are like, fine, I'll, I'll fix it. Yeah. And yeah. but if you're in an open source project, it's much more about like what is our consensus, what are our goals, who do we want to build, and big voices can really get real loud. It, yeah, it's not like we, this is our 2,000th customer support ticket that we have to fix this issue. It right. doesn't work like there are philoso- there are people who take philosophical stances on the thing. I mean, that's what they're engaging with. They're, they're, they're getting into it in order to solve and work these really complicated things out in their own brains. Yes. And to contribute and to be part of something that's going to live for a while. Yes. And, and so you take that away and you actually do take away a big part of the community, right? Rich, you know, we always tell people that we're a product studio and we build big digital things, right? Yes. But that's a, it's hard to get started that way if you're not quite sure what your next steps it are. It is. It is. And so we created a new thing for our clients. It's called Relay. Yes. Do you want to tell people what Relay does? Yeah. In, in, uh, by the way, before I do, there is a podcast with our design leaders at Postlight, Skylar and Matt, where they talk about Relay in depth. So you should go check that out. It's actually a really good discussion. Um, Relay is a 10-day design sprint where we sit down with you. And by we, I mean product design and a little bit of engineering actually peeks in mm-hmm. and talk about what you're going after. Then we go away for a little bit, come up with some ideas, come back to you, sit down again, beat that up, and then go away again. And then by the end of it, you get an interactive prototype, a thing you can click, as well as a deck that sort of tells the story of whatever we came up with. So if you're trying to prove out an idea inside of your big company or you want to do a startup and you don't, you want some guidance and some thinking as to what you're really going to be building, this is a two week path to get you that much, much further along. And we need about two days of your time overall, and then we'll take it from there. Um, and we're, we're glad to talk about what the outcome looks like and how to make this really work for you. So hello at postlight.com. Uh, let us know if you want to talk about Relay. So, okay, so so the left mouse click, the undo. The left mouse click is still, to, like he's like, one of the first things we're going to do, you're going to go into your settings and we're going to make the left mouse click, the left mouse click. Wow. And it was like step one of Blender. And you know, I f- you get the sense that there's adoption and there's usage and whatnot. And I think what happens with these kinds of projects, and again, this is me as like an anthropologist observing this open source movement. Right. It literally is a movement, is that people start to get defensive and start to protect the thing in, in irrational ways. Like it's almost like 
this isn't about the community. This is about the nation state that is this thing and how you can't, even any sort of change, even if long-term is for the better, people defend against well, it. Well, the infighting is really brutal too because there's no, again, there's no external forcing function necessarily. Like somebody, if somebody just doesn't want to do it and believes that it's the wrong way to do it, they can fork the code, they can go home. And that's that's actually built into the culture that you have that flexibility. Yes, exactly. It's an interesting book. I need to, I think I'll get the title right. It's The Architecture of Open Source Applications. It's available online. Like I remember reading, you know, it covers some of this stuff, but just there's a, there's a, a structure with, with building things in the commons with community both contributing and then you sort of often have like a core team. I'm sure Blender has like that one core team. Python yes. does, Nginx does. Sometimes they're companies. Mm-hmm. And then working with outside contributors. We just released something open source and it the quality just keeps going up and up. This it's great. Mercury yeah, parser. And people are reacting to that and, and whatnot. But we're the core team. We are like we are. We're the yeah. owners of this thing. Now somebody could fork it and say, "I'm." It's now called, you know, Froglight Mercury, and yeah. we're going to go. Okay, like there's nothing we Good can luck. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for now, everyone has agreed that it's better that we control it, but they get to contribute changes. And yep. as long as we continue to accept and respond, that that tends to be pretty stable. Yes. yes. So that's that's Blender too. But then there's but it's been around for a long time. Blender. Yeah. Is that true? Oh yeah. Blend- oh, around. Blender's been around I mean, more than a decade. Is that true? Yeah, it That's was amazing. an in-house um, 3D development tool for I think you know like a Netherlands or Finnish uh, production company of they some just kind. Put it out, and they're like, "What are they?" Didn't yeah? I mean, suddenly you have this giant piece of intellectual property called yep. Blender, and you know, what are you going to do with it? Yep. you don't want to go. It's a big thing to compete and continue to ship and release software. So they put it in. They made it open source instead. Right. What it makes me think about is. You know, I think 90% of our traffic to our website is on the phone. Sure. 80% sure. is on the phone. I think 80% of people's time is staring at their phone or whatever. Right. There's all these stats. No, that's the computer. That is the computer. And I, you know, I guess one of the things that kind of stresses me out is uh, what's happened to the computer in terms of engaging that platform uh, versus what it used to be. I mean, this is a professional desktop tool um, and the web is the web. But the ability to sort of put out that killer thing on that computer, because it is the computer now. Like I'm, an, I'm an edge case. I'm going to become an edge case using a desktop or a laptop. Look, I, I think, I think about this a lot. First of all, the, the mobile phone or the tablet are increasingly getting powerful enough to do things like 3D rendering. Blender is a stretch on a phone. It uses the whole computer. Yes. 3D is a lot. But even so... Uh, related to just a small aside, a $700 shit Windows laptop will power Blender better than a $3,000 Mac. Yeah, I'm not surprised. With like an embedded NVIDIA Intel, or NVIDIA, whatever. Yeah. yeah so. so I mean, so maybe eventually it'll work out that way. But I think this is very real in that apps and software... For many years, if you were, and and this is definitely through piracy because you couldn't spend $500 every time you wanted to learn something new. Yeah. But if you were a motivated person, you could get a piece of software and you could sit in your room and you could beat your head against it until you figured out what it was trying to tell you and what it was trying to let you do. And so you get 3D Max and you learn how to make the hot dog. I, over uh, a Christmas, not too long ago, we had we had the week off and I went and downloaded this thing called NetLogo that I've been playing with on and off for years. And it's a little programming environment that lets you run simulation. It's a little programming language that lets you write those simulations and then it gives you sliders and tools. Okay. And it also does like classic systems theory modeling about stocks and flows where you're 
building up a system to understand. I tried to model out the company. I like because we have a system where marketing and branding brings people in and that generates What'd you learn? I learned a new way of thinking, you know, yeah. related to reading the systems theory book. I, I learned that this was a pretty deep pool. It's a little more California woo woo than I normally think about the world. It, it, you, you went, you went to go play. I mean, you went and you you learned a sort of some new ways of thinking and you said, okay, here's a tool that actually lets me act, act on that. Here's the thing, man. It's not about the tool. It's about the framework that it gives you for perceiving and doing other things. Yeah. Right. Like now granted, if you want to do 3d, you're going to go back to blender. If I want to do simulation modeling, I'm going to go back to NetLogo. But I now know that that's a toolkit. That's a thing that I can use to solve problems in the world. Yeah. You want to make a certain kind of image or but do a certain kind of thing. Here's the thing I want to highlight, and I think this kind of brings it all together. You didn't go looking for that tool on the App Store. No, that's not where that is. And that's the thing. Like this is it, it's, it's been around for a long time, and it runs in Java, and it runs in the web. I will say I think there are more things like this on the web, and that's going to get better and better. You know, A good example is Observable HQ, which is a kind of dynamic environment for making JavaScript-powered notebooks. There's also so the notebook world. Jupyter is one spelled with a Y, Jupyter, uh, which is a Python-based notebook. It's very programmer-specific, right? But like uh -huh. these things, you go in, and they give you a little box to type your code, but then they also... They're dynamic live notebooks, so then they pop up the bar chart or the results or the rotating 3D sphere, and then you can continue to program down the chain. So you go like little code, results, and then little code, results. And that's a really impressive and interesting way of learning. The science, the world of like scientific discourse, and especially around like data science, is very into these because you talk to the database, you see it, and it, it's... So I think there are ways that works fine in a web browser. There, what's going to happen maybe is that the web gives you access to various, you know, knowledge systems and you could maybe make new documents and ideas out of that. But yeah, on your app, there's some learning games or things like that, but it's not the same as I'm going to figure out how 3D really works. I, I got to say, as I'm, and I'm going to probably come out of this world now and maybe never come back for all I know. You know, every um, year or two, every you'll year probably or two, open I'll, a blender. I'll open a blender. But I, I, I got to say, it felt really good. A lot of my interaction with technology is very negative. It's very, sometimes, I mean, I will, I'll go right into saying mean yeah. uh, and, and adversarial and angry and making a, I mean, email exchange, yeah. Twitter, a lot of these. And it's not, the technology is obviously just the medium. It's just, it's just the, the tool. But I was in this place. It's was, we're often defensive because it's all this communication and you're like, what do they need now? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And most of the things you hear about YouTube, it's about who they banned. Yeah. And, and meanwhile, I go into this community and there are thousands like it where it's just outpouring of just generous knowledge. Oh, that it is contains, just being given. It contains multitudes. And this is tricky because if you acknowledge that suddenly people are like, yeah, yeah, but. Yeah. But it's like, well, exactly. no, but also it, it, I went and learned Blender from it. That's and right. It's, it's important to note that because that's what, you know, 15 year olds would rather do that than read a textbook. And then we're all like, well, now hold on a Gotta minute. Read there. that book. It, it's just never how it's going. It's never going back yeah. in the box. It's never going back in the box, but there is, you know, there is a context with which it's really, really positive. You see this incredible thing that's been built. You see people who want to help you learn. And it's just, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and say it. it's going to sound creepy, but it's quiet space. I'm yeah. in Blender. I'm not in like 
I'm not, he, you know, hearing all this chatter and noise and, and derision and anger. And It's not just that. You're free to fail. You're not actually free to yeah. fail when you run our company. Me yep. neither. I can't fail as CEO of Postlight. You can't fail as, as president. And if you do, it's a serious thing that affects other people's lives. Correct. God, it's wonderful to just be in an environment in which you can completely screw up and be an yeah. idiot. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I look at you, I look over your shoulder and I'm like, you don't have any idea what you're doing. And that's I looks, stared at it for like an hour and a half. It looks wonderful. I, that's what I remember that experience of like, I can't make the weird declarative mm-hmm. language work to make the sheep eat the wolf. Yeah. Right. Yep. And boy, is that joy. Yeah. And it's, it's a strange thing to admit, but like that joy of total ignorance with no consequences. Uh, it's, it's, it's lovely. Now and that I'm a parent and now that I'm a boss, I, I don't get that. Not as a lot much. of opportunity for it. And you there's just, not a lot of people get judged. I mean, yeah, that's the other bit of it. I'm alone. Like I can yeah. actually look like a schmuck. Nobody cares what you do. Nobody cares. What you're you going to decide. That is, I yeah. think the thing, like instead of your every, you know, you got little kids and you go and you see them and they're like, Hey, what, yeah. what's going on? What do you got for yeah. me now? Like I need your love and I need your attention. Yeah. You got this company that's growing and thriving and requires lots of attention and, and stuff. Yeah. You can't just be like, well, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, guys, we're going to figure yeah. it out as we go. I've tried that. I've said that out loud. It is not what employees want to hear. No, no. They don't want to say we're going to figure this out. No, <laughs> <laughs> they want they want to plan, and God, yeah, of course they do. God yeah. bless, right? And it's just you're in a zone with no freaking plan, nothing. It's lovely. You don't know what I, you're doing. You know, Blender obviously has a plugin framework that you can, you sure. can create add-ons for. I'm going to create an add-on that every time you fail to select the object, yeah, it, it tweets it out. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> That's perfect. No, I am. There's uh, a lot of good out there, Paul. It's it 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 feels good. It, let's it's, celebrate all the cheerful nerds who made a 3D program that you can download and play with. It's a and beautiful it's thing for free because they want it to exist in perpetuity as a tool so that you can learn this and do things with it. And of course, above all else, get that six button mouse. Yeah, it's good. It's I have key. one. I have a six button mouse. It's it feels just, good. It's got the wheel. It's just, uh, I'm not a gamer. But man, no, no, it feels serious. Precise. Yeah. Precise. Yeah. I look, I'm all in. I got a, probably 80 Apple devices in my house and everything's slick and smooth and has one button. And the <sighs> mouse like looks like a piece of like taffy that got stretched out. There's a few zones like this. Like, I mean, sound synthesis, 3D, video editing. There's these enormous piles of slightly messy open source tools. Yeah. Uh, that are just wonderful. Yeah. This is also people get into the Raspberry Pi and the Ada, all the cool Ada stuff. fruit objects and yeah. the the Beagle Bone and all these like hardware hacking things. I think are the same. That that's when people talk about the Raspberry Pi, which is a little thirty five dollar computer that is a real computer. It, a lot of times, it's it, they talk about it in terms of it connected them back to what they really liked and enjoyed about technology. Sure. You go in and you, you administrate yep. a server, which yep. is what that's the fun of the Raspberry Pi. Yeah. But it's fun because it's little. And we both have kids. Yeah. And my kids just go to app stores and look around. Like, can I have this? And can I have that? And man, I want them to be in that. There's a great startup uh, called Little Bits. Yeah. That is essentially these sort of little sort of robotic bits that you can plug together and program and, and do stuff. Sort this of stuff is with. the the real problem, right? Is that we're talking about these big systems. But you learn this stuff by taking things apart. Right. You know, there's a moment. It's in, not clean. It's not smooth. And it's not packaged up. There's a moment in every nerd's life where you go, I fixed it. And it could be Ikea furniture. It doesn't have to be tech. 
it's a great feeling. And you're just like, I used a screwdriver and duct tape and um, I turned the bicycle wheel 200 different ways and then I, I figured it out. Oh, yeah, it's great. It's the best feeling in the world. So I'm excited to see what you make with 3D. I will reveal it to you, Paul. I'm looking forward to it's, the big blender unveil. I went really deep, and then I had to walk it back, and so I'm rethinking what I can possibly pull off. I'm happy. I'm happy to see you take a couple days and just explore something weird. <laughs> that was a lot of fun, Paul. I felt like an old man talking to another old man. No, I think that people, everybody learns about the world through software these days. Yeah, which is, which. yeah, but I feel like the, the, the loudest signals are the shit end of the world coming in through software right so i think there is just such great stuff happening out there and if you could go live in those 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 fiefdoms of cool shit that's happening it's so cool i'm gonna make sure my kids do it like yeah my kids want to play on the ipad and i i'm I'm very militant about giving them not too much time but they're gonna have a world where they're gonna actually mess around with that stuff they need to learn how to take things apart and play yeah and just if 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 they don't want to do that for their career that's fine but they should know that things are made of other things yes well said all right let's get out of here have a wonderful week everyone hello at postlight.com bye